Hi there, and welcome to another episode of the Friday Night Movie Podcast. Before we get started in today's episode, a couple of pre-show warnings and admissions before we get going. The title of this episode is Don't Listen to This Episode, and that is for a variety of reasons. Number one, um, there was a huge unforeseen sound quality issue with this particular episode, and thanks to my cousin and cousin by marriage, Josh and Kristen, uh, we were able to get it uh, to a salvageable point where I think if you are able to muscle through, it'll only sound like we recorded it on an airplane going hundreds of miles an hour. The other reason why you shouldn't listen to this episode, at least not with your children or parents, is because it, it, and one of the reasons why we felt we had to share it was because we really got um, uh, down with some extraordinarily embarrassing stories among the topics um, uh, bikini waxing in foreign countries, car accidents, and embarrassing accidental texts that I have sent to my parents. So um, uh, all the, keeping all those things in mind, we felt we needed to post the episode, but with sufficient warnings about sound quality and topics. Last but not least, at the end of the episode, I referenced a, uh, a project with 1428elm.com. Uh, at the time that I was talking about it, the article had not posted, so I did not want to... Um, uh, reveal exactly what was going on. Um, but since then, uh, and I conducted an interview with the awesome Susan Layton of 1428elm.com about animation um, and our love for Ash versus Evil Dead um, and a whole bunch of other Pancake for the Table related things. So I urge you to check out all of Susan's amazing articles, um, in particular the interview um, on 1428elm.com. So with all of those pre-show comments given, uh, I hope you will um, uh, enjoy this episode. And if it's your first episode ever, uh, I recommend going back to the episode titled, I think it's episode 17, titled The Time Traveling Nurse, uh, because our guest on this episode first came to the show on that episode, and the sound quality for that one is way better, and I would prefer that be your first episode rather than this one so anyways enjoy this week's show all right okay so it's working now i just got to add the way the you don't need to explain it to me (laughs) (laughs) did you like my tweet to gato when i was like yeah it's shy does every becky and i just answer the phone of the Friday Night Movie Podcast, where I get together with my sisters once a week, and I once hoped we would be recreating our childhood, but really we just get together for them to make fun of things that I love. Fortunately, we are joined this week by both Lily and Becky, as well as someone who can make fun of me masterfully, my college roommate, the man often referred to as my first wife by our wives, Josh, our returning champion, is back. Welcome back, Josh. Thank you. Thank you for including me in uh, one of my favorite pastimes, making fun of you. (laughs) (laughs) And um, uh, we are 
short on time today, so we're going to cut, get right into the show where we're going to start off since this is a group that is so familiar with each other and we have a, we've got, we've got a backlog of embarrassing stories to tell. So, Lily, how you doing? And what is your embarrassing story today that you have to tell us? I'm I'm great. Um, my embarrassing story takes like I have multiple embarrassed. Like we could just keep this segment going because living in a foreign country causes you to make a fool of yourself constantly. So I've got a, like a backlog. But so, how many um, of them is, involve your private parts? Because <laughs> right, exactly. Story this is one of my favorites. So this is definitely one of my tea. favorites. Yeah, this is one of my favorites because it uh, right after I moved here, um, very much didn't speak the language yet. Uh, I was living in Barcelona and needed a bikini wax and did not have Yelp, TripAdvisor, none of that like fun Googling stuff, uh, which you have now on like everybody's phone. I think I maybe had like a flip like Motorola phone then and had to just like walk aimlessly around until I found like a kind of beauty salon thing. Depilacion de cera, little English, which is nothing like at all what a bikini wax is. But we, you know, we understood each other and the lady was like, oh yeah, come on in. Laid down. For those of you who don't know, I, I'm, a, I'm a minimalist. I, I like to keep it conservative because it hurts like hell. And so I just was like, I just want to get like the basics done and that's it. The basics? And Wait, there's the an basics. advanced package? Yeah. Oh, God, just agreeing to discuss this with our brother and Josh is making me so uncomfortable. I'm just cringing oh, listening oh. to this. Okay, so the, the advanced package is, like, there are people that take it all off, right? And there are people that just, right. like, leave I, a leg I regret asking. Strip. All right, I regret right. asking. At so what I point just, is, like, you I have a question. At what point them. is this experience not embarrassing? Because right now I'm super embarrassed. <laughs> no, no. And I'm just cringing. It's so painful. Ugh. It is really painful. But if you keep it on just to, like, be, like, outer, outer area, it's not <laughs> Let's go into more detail. <laughs> it's like Anyways, when I saw American Pie with my dark. sister. <laughs> Should we call Mom X and have her explain it to you, too? Oh, just oh, really ramp out the experience. <laughs> <laughs> the shy embarrassing story in about, like, two minutes. Anyway, so... Two minutes? I don't know. It doesn't sound like it. Are we going to go through every hair, or are we going to go through... <laughs> Let me finish. Oh, sorry. <laughs> Let me finish. So she says, so she says like, oh, something, 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 labios. And I'm laying there and I'm like, oh. <laughs> and I'm like, I, I don't speak Spanish, no. but I understood that. Right. And I was like, no, okay, I, I didn't really get what she said, but she said lips. And I'm like, you know, I get, I don't think I have like a mustache, but maybe she's like, you know, <laughs> girl, you got a mustache. Let me take it off. And I'm like, yeah, I went in Rome. I was like, yeah, sure, like, I nod okay, thinking, like, she'll do the bikini wax, and she'll, like, wax my mustache, and I'll be on my way. That's not what she meant. Um, she meant the other lips. <laughs> the oh, down oh, lip. Oh, and she's giving, like, a full, like, Brazilian wax on, like, the full thing. The, the JJ lips. I actually remember <laughs> oh, when this happened, you calling us. Oh, my God. Um, I, I literally start screaming. I'm like, what? Because, like, way worse than, and then I'm like there's like fire down my hoo-ha and I'm like what is happening and I spring up and I look down and like half of me is bald and the other half is in and I was like oh my god I really oh like, wow I, I, this I, is like whoa yeah, I'm like, yeah this is yeah and I'm like I want to leave I don't want to be here I was like yeah you got you misunderstood me I was like the other lips the other lips she's like what other lips and I'm like you said lips she's like those are lips 
and I, I was furious and like, and in a lot of pain. And she, and I was like, I'm leaving. And she's like, you can't leave. You can't leave half of it done. And I was like, oh man, I just stood there. Like I stayed and she, she finished the job and I was mortified. Cut to, I've lived in Spain for 12 years. I am now <laughs> fully more. fluent. It's, yeah, I am fully fluent. I shit you people not, this happened to me again two weeks ago. <laughs> I just want to know if you're friends with that person where you're like, I don't want to be here. Did she give you a hug? No, she was just like, sit back down. I will not let you leave and like th- let people think this is my work. Like, I'm going to finish the job and then you can go. I never went back, obviously. Anyway, so that was uh, a very embarrassing fame story. Well, And it was a very embarrassing right now story as well. I'm telling you, I I really think that that rivals... Shai, what do you think? See, so I saw in 1996 or whatever year that was, American Pie, without knowing, before anyone knew what it was about, with Gabby, my sister, in theaters in Maine. Yeah, as as I've said, as I said previously on the podcast, American Pie is a movie that just gave too much away. <laughs> it was just like it was too <laughs> close to home. <laughs> like if you could hide under the seat, yeah. that was the best experience of life. Um, so wait, so it like, almost rivaled the Roseanne DJ uh, episode watching that your whole family. Oh God, saw that with our grandmother. I don't think my <laughs> sisters are old enough to remember that, but anyone who's listening knows what we're talking about. So wait, Lily, is that the end of the story? Are we then going to tell the yeah, embarrassing no. story a few years from now? Or that time I said, yeah, tell your Bikini Wax story on the podcast. It'll be fine. And now I'm super embarrassed. Really? So, I'm not like that embarrassed. I think it's kind of funny that that happened to me. And it happened to me again recently. I just don't feel like it's a, I feel like it's a hilarious story, but not one that you like specifically tell to your older brother. Hmm. Yeah. I, I don't really mind. Well, it's anyway, it's because you're Spanish. You don't that, mind. So speaking of things okay, that you accidentally say to your whole family, <laughs> hang on, one second, guys. <laughs> when you all talk at the same time, that jams up the bandwidth. That is the thing that is every time that happens, it all goes to robot voices. So just hang on a second. Uh, I want to tell the public that you're in the a worse place of Wi-Fi than the Canary Islands. Yeah, no, it's amazing. Toronto, the great city of Toronto, <laughs> has the Wi-Fi bandwidth of uh, like a third world country uh, which our dad of course would argue Canada is because uh, he's still upset about the potholes in Montreal like if you go ever if you ever drive around Montreal with my parents all you hear about is the potholes in any event so speaking of embarrassing things that you should never accidentally tell your family one of the ongoing bits on the show is trades and we have agreed to an epic trade of uh, Becky agreed to watch um, all of uh, Avatar The Last Airbender and Chuck Season 1 in exchange for me watching Outlander Season 1, which seems to feel like almost the exact same length of all of those things that Becky has agreed to watch. Um, and it's a really well-acted show. There's a lot of really good quality, so I'm not, I'm not going to like make fun of the show. But one thing that is clear about the show is that it has a certain... Um, romance novel quality to it and Mm -hmm. there is an enormous amount of nudity and thrusting is the best way to describe (laughs) it it's the the thrustiest show i've ever seen and i've seen game of thrones and 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 lots of other things and 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 with people who don't know each other that well but you're supposed to be very invested in their relationship and and the show's quite violent but but first for i'm watching this with my wife who loves shows with sex and violence and even she's like turned to me and like what is going on here so the other day during what seemed to be a um i don't know 12 minute scene 
of. Uh, I think it was like two minutes. It You're such felt an exaggerator. Like Twelve minutes. Twelve minutes of um, some very, very, um, uh, I would say, generous lovemaking. Uh, is the best way to describe <laughs> it. I, I am, um, uh, and but also one of the great episodes of the show is the political intrigue, and they introduced the Duke of Sandal Frodingen or whatever his Sand- name is. Sandringham. Oh, geez, sorry, Sandringham, Sandal Frodingen. Anyways, so at nine episodes in, also the thirteen hours into the show, and I text my sisters to say, "Wow, okay, so I've learned two important rules about this show." Um, don't mess with the Duke of Sandringham. And then I went on to do, say, don't disturb Jamie, that's the male lover, um, and then went on to describe the act that he was um, uh, performing. A very graphic sex act that he was performing on his wife. Yeah. Well, that yeah, it's you sort of like wife by, for, wife by forced mass marriage. But, you know, amongst siblings joking around, that's really funny. So I'm, I'm getting ready for, like, the funny joke to be sent back, the zingers to fly. And, and then I, I just get... I just get... that you use the word eat in your description. Ugh. That's all I gotta say. Oh. Because <laughs> you really went to, like, the graphicness of it. A- anyway. When you sent me and Becky the message. Yeah, and then I get a message from Becky that was, like, really funny. <laughs> Are you aware that you accidentally sent... Are you aware that you sent that to our entire family chat? That's with our parents... <laughs> My brother's-in-law. Thank goodness I didn't send it to the one with our aunts and uncles and cousins. And I know, that would have been even more amazing. And, and, <laughs> and, at that moment, and at that moment, you have to make the decision, well, what am I going to do? Am I going to just, like, throw tons of pictures of my children and videos to just make make it that the text goes you, so you can delete the message, you dummy. I didn't You know. can just click on it and delete it if I you want it to. It just deletes it on my phone. Anyways, I thought, I was like, do you just throw a whole bunch of cute pictures of the kids on there so mom doesn't notice? Or you just own it. And we were laughing so hard that we were crying. Oh, no. She noticed. <laughs> yeah, she, no, she noticed. So, did you hear the uh, the follow-up to it? She noticed like a few days later, she and I are on the phone, and she's laughing about it. I was like, yeah. There she is. Yeah, my, uh, my computer froze. Okay. So wow, this I'm is like the, the, this is the, the technical difficulties episode. All right. Wow. So, yeah. Where were we before we cut off? Becky was talking about how mom reacted to my embarrassing accidental text to the entire family. Oh yeah, mom was saying that she she didn't realize that it wasn't meant for her, and I was flabbergasted. I was like, "How did you not realize that you were not supposed to? That was not meant for you. Why would I want to, to send that to you?" Mom wants was, to be in the fun with the kids. That's exactly. Why. Mom was like, "But I'm part of the gang," and I'm like, "Not that much part of the gang." No, not right. only that. On top of that, she's like, "Shy, don't be such a prude," and I'm like, "Yeah." <laughs> oh my goodness. <laughs> This also, show makes me blush. Like I, I, I can't believe you guys watch this with your mother. Eh, uh, the point isn't. I mean, I mean I've seen bit. a few episodes, but no, I've seen it a bunch of times. Yeah. Okay. Well, the yeah. point is that I just said to you though. I remember being like, "You are so lucky that our dad does not even look at that chat." Yeah, yeah like, that's true. That he completely been... ignores it, and you're super lucky. I'm very lucky. Yeah. Okay, so moving on. And it will on. never be spoken of again. So <laughs> I almost, I almost kind of want, I almost kind of want listeners to let us know which one they think is well, not the most embarrassing. We'll see. Josh's one. Because mine isn't really embarrassing. It's just I don't think mine's embarrassing. I just think it's like 
sad. <laughs> it was embarrassing for us to hear. Yeah, okay. So right. which was the biggest embarrassment? The experience of us hearing that, what happened to me, and now Josh has a story to tell. Which hopefully does uh, not involve any of our family members in genitalia. Sure, I was in Argentina <laughs> looking for a Brazilian. Um, <laughs> actually, well, I won't tell the story, but we know there actually is a story that involves Josh and our family in genitalia. But we don't have to tell oh, it. Oh, 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 God. You guys know what I'm talking about. I know I don't, but I'm scared. I mean, I you have. But anyways, um, so I was, we were in Israel a few weeks ago, um, and Danielle and I are sitting in the back of the van, and I'm listening to the podcast, and I'm listening to Lily tell this story of letting the car roll down the driveway, just cracking up. And so I have my own special story like this um, from six months ago. To make you feel better, Lily, and to just openly humiliate myself in front of the world of this podcast listenership. Um, mm-hmm. And so I will fully admit that most of this is my fault. Maybe I'll place a little bit of blame on Daniel in my life, um, <laughs> but probably not much. So it is pouring rain. It seems like a dangerous are, game to play, my friend. <laughs> it is pouring rain, and we are like packed. Yeah, I know. We are packed into our um, Kia Sorento with my parents, Samson and Lily. Danielle and I are in the front, and it is one of those cars, Lily, so on the mainland, they have cars where you don't have keys anymore. Um, <laughs> very cute. Very cute. <laughs> so, so we pull up in front of this restaurant, and it's sort of like one of those like U driveways where there's a slant, and I'm like going to let everybody out because it's torrential downpour. Um, and so everybody's getting out of the car, and... It's pouring rain, and there's a car behind me waiting. We're all rushing, and Danielle runs out of the car, and she takes the key fob with her. And all of a sudden, the car, you just hear this boop. Like, I'm like just thinking the car is about to shut down in the middle, and there's someone waiting behind me. Um, and I'm screaming through the windows, Danielle, bring back the key fob. The car's going to turn off. And the car is screaming like boop. And so... I, the car knows that the key is getting in, further and further away from it? It's like Danger Will Robinson, so it's bad. Okay. Um, okay. And so it's pouring rain, and, and I decide, like, Danielle can't hear me through the windows, and she wears hearing aids, and either she's deaf or choosing to ignore me. And so I proceed to get out of the car to yell, to yell her name, to tell her to bring me back the key fob. And obviously, oh as smart as I am, with someone behind me on a hill, I get out of the car oh to God. scream at her, and the car... It's what? not in park. The car, <laughs> the car is in neutral. So I'm screaming, Danielle. And all of a sudden, I look at the car, and the car is starting to move. Now, have you ever heard the Seinfeld bit where he says there's nothing more, like, no idea was ever more a man's than when uh, someone attaches a mattress to the roof of a car on a highway and puts their hand out the window to hold onto it? <laughs> so this is, this is my brilliant idea. <laughs> Instead of jumping back in the car and hitting the brakes, the person behind me is screaming, and I am trying to push the car up the hill. What? <laughs> no. Also, I have a question. Why and then the car just think... rolled away. The guy's sitting behind me in the car, screaming, and then you just hear a crunch. Oh, oh God. Well, thankfully, thankfully um, his, you know, he was there. The car didn't roll into the street. I proceeded. <laughs> Thankfully, I destroyed Luckily, some angry Israelis. With, with my son in the back seat, the backy back. Um, <laughs> so I get back in the car and move the car, and thankfully there was no damage. 
And nobody but, was uh, hurt. The guy was pretty angry. And nobody was, was hurt. hurt. No cars were injured. No insurance. What do you mean no were cars changed. were injured? I don't know. I heard it was sort of like a, like bumpers touched. It was like our bumpers kissed, but oh. it wasn't that bad. Okay, wait. But I have a question. You said the car was in neutral. So you're telling me that a you should put your car, and I should not be the one telling you this. Fuck <laughs> off. Oh, get a black. <laughs> You want me to put it in park? Thanks for that advice, Becky. Thanks for that advice, Lily. People are getting in and out of your car. But but my question is, you went from drive to neutral? You didn't No no, it was still in drive. It was it was still in drive. Okay, because because there was a car behind me and I was gonna rush forward because someone was waiting to get into the lot. So it rolled back. Okay. Well, that's yeah, awesome. so it rolled backwards I into the car, and I you tried to physically stop it, like E Man, <laughs> instead of just jumping back in. It was not my finest moment, so clearly you can tell how I'm like under pressure. Amazing. Amazing. Um, Beck, I would like to do your ex- expectations towards the end. Is that okay? Sure. Okay. okay. And, and mm-hmm. we'll do that as part of recommendations. That's fine. I don't have an embarrassing story because I do nothing embarrassing ever. So I actually really have nothing to contribute to this segment. So we'll think of something for next week. Fair else. enough. Well, now now we've t- we've got the embarrassment out of the ro- out of the way. Uh, we are going to talk about Lost in Space. Josh is an avowed sci-fi fan. In fact, when I had texted him and said, "Hey, we're watching Lost in Space this week." I can can you try to watch an episode or two? He was like, already watched the whole season. Done. Ready. Wow. Josh, I didn't know you were that into to sci-fi. I am, but I have boundaries of what counts as valid sci-fi for me. Well, okay. So like anything that contains Richard Dean Harrison or like Stargate is off the like that's off the reservation for me. <laughs> that's you like mean one Harry, Harry 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 what's his Dean name? Stanton? Harry Dean Stanton? No, no. No, MacGyver? No, you're mixing what? I'm not following this conversation Richard at all. Dean Anderson. Richard Dean Anderson, yeah. I'm pretty sure, is mm-hmm. MacGyver. Harry Dean Stanton is the old guy who's an alien and a big one. Yeah. Okay, who's the guy that starred in the terrible TV show Stargate? I'll tell you right now, but it's I Richard feel afraid it might not be. That's the guy. So that is one edge of the limit. Or like Star Trek that had the bearded, like the third Star Trek. Not even like the next generation. Like the third Who version of Star Trek. Stargate is MacGyver, yeah. Yeah. Uh, that, okay. yeah. So, like, that yeah. is too far for me. However, I will watch any trashy sci-fi show. Most of them appear on Netflix. Um, that There's, like, a 75% chance that there will never be a season two, and I just get suckered in every time. I, I will say, I will say... Like so, The 100? Did you watch oh, that? I've watched camp? five seasons of The 100. <laughs> so, so, you've watched, so you've watched The 500 at this point. I have watched, it may be the 600. <laughs> Listen, <laughs> that fell within the realms of like Piper Paraboo, but with sci fi. Yeah. I also watched yeah. all of Covert Affairs, let's be fair. Covert so, Affairs? So, so I will say, in contrast from a sci fi standpoint, I, I love you know, the Alien franchise. I love, um, I do actually like, not, not all of every single esoteric Star Trek, but I've seen a lot of it. But there are a few genres of movies that I really do not like. And definitely, once I started watching Lost in Space, I was asking myself, <laughs> why am I watching this? So number one is, I don't like disaster movies. Alive, that was pretty much the last one I watched. Where people get stranded and have to eat each other, I'm out. Then I Not every disaster movie ends that way. Oh, this is, Lost in Space is headed that way. <laughs> For sure. Mm-hmm. And then, 
Uh, I don't like ones where like a family has to survive against the elements in a way that's realistic. So like, but you said you wanted to see the Quiet Place, so you really shouldn't see that movie. Then. No, that, but that's different. Yeah. That's more of that's a straight up sort of suspense. <laughs> yeah, that's sci-fi. That's like movie. a thriller. That's not sci-fi. So for me, as so for me, the idea of watching Lost in Space, just to, even though Josh and I like many of the same things, which is family gets lost. I mean, it's in the title. Family gets lost in space is my nightmare. Um, so uh, I, I I was not surprised that Josh, who watched every single derivative of Battlestar Galactica, like uh, um, watched the whole first season of this show. So let's why don't we just start off and who's seen the most of it? Josh seen the most of it? Or uh, really? I've seen the mo- I've seen clearly I've watched the entire show because I'm starved for bad sci-fi. So I watched the whole thing. All right, so give us your assessment, and then I'll let my sisters uh, weigh in. It's kind of like this show where nothing happens. So, like, the entire... Am I being a spoiler? Like, the entire season is basically a prologue. Are you spoiling it by saying nothing happens? No. No, like, the entire series is like a prologue to what the show is actually about. And... Like, meaning setting up for second season? So is it suffering from the condition of we just assume you'll binge-watch so we don't have to put that much in any of our episodes? It's very episodic. Like, they do it in an episodic way, so it's kind of like a mini-arc in each episode, but obviously the story that's running through it. But, Mm -hmm. man, I I don't know. I guess I just don't care about any of the characters. Like, the kids are kind of But you watched all the episodes. But again, I'm starved for terrible sci-fi that I think might have a chance to include a second season. So for me, this whole prologue thing is, a like, on one hand, I enjoy the fact that these Netflix binge shows allow for longer-form storytelling, but Becky hit the nail on the head, which is the dragging out of the origin story. I don't like origin story yeah, it's movies, like, period, let alone an entire season of an origin story. It's like, if I never saw it again, I wouldn't care. Okay. And well, it also raises the question of why we're all supposed to like Parker Posey so much, and she just annoys the crap out of me and everything except for Blade. <laughs> Blade 3, Trinity. Love that movie. Uh, see, that's what we totally agree on. Uh, what are the strong points of the show from your standpoint? Uh, I think they do the robot well, so he doesn't like turn into a spider like Gary Oldman in 1998. <laughs> like, the robot's kind of cool and mysterious. <laughs> Um, and I, I do kind of like the little kids. Like, the little kids are cool, the three kids. Um, but everything else is kind of just... But, like, how come... I get they had to study to go into space, but doesn't it seem a little bit extreme that the, like, 16-year-old knows how to perform a complex surgery? Well, her character in the yeah. original is a doctor. You don't know. So I guess she's a prodigy. She's a, I also don't know that she's 16 in this. It's unclear how old 17, 15? I, I mean, I, she's not 23. You don't know what skills you need to know in the future. I, I think they I, each I have, like, different skills. Like, that's, they tried to, it's, like, so But it felt um, like the, like the, like one the, of them's like the red-headed one... sister, who I think is the middle child, right? It felt like her skill was just, like, making a face. Like having oh, a her skill, on her. her skill is product placement because she spent a half hour selling Oreos in the first episode or something. Wait, no, no, no. She's As the, a man who comes who... from the advertising business, Josh, you really pick that up. I, that I, uh, I thought... uh, like, it's like a whole half an episode about the Oreos. I thought That's her, a good point. I thought her main thing was reading Moby Dick. Isn't she the smart one that also doesn't know how to perform surgery? <laughs> like she she's kind of like brave. I don't know. So she's like the one who fixes things. No, 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 she fixes things. She's like the fixer. She's like the mechanic. Okay. Oh, okay, got it. Okay. But she and she also looks like Sansa Stark, right? Am I right? She does. She, she does. Looks like Sansa. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um. 
so okay, uh, going over to Lily. Lily, you also, I think, probably got deeper into the show. You're the one who, who, um, uh, who started I think watching. I watched. I can't. Yeah, two or three. I, maybe I watched three episodes. So, what are the strong points um, of the show from your standpoint? you know, um, strong point is that I think there's something about watching it that makes me really feel like I would have. We would have maybe watched it as a family. Like yes, I actually think I could see sure. a whole family sitting down and watching this and like. It being um, adventurous enough for the parents not to get bored, but, like, the kids feel like they're watching, like, a bit of a scary show or something. You know, and there's some, like, cuss totally like... the and, right. and to me, that kind of, it's, yeah, to me, it kind of, actually, when you said that, it made me think of when we used to sit and watch a show like Picket Fences. I know that's a strange analogy, but, like, that was a show that but had grown-up themes, but the whole family could watch. Right, exactly. And so I feel like we had, back in the day, like those few shows that we could watch with our parents, that they, like Full House, I'm sure our parents thought that was cute, but like they were like, oh God, when is this half hour over? But, you know, there's like got to be like, there's like a few other shows that you could watch as a family, like the parents are relatively entertained. So I, I kind of, and it made me like, ah, I kind of want to see where this goes. Um, I'm very, very picky about TV, especially because I don't have that much time to watch it, so... The fact that I've watched a few episodes makes me like can't be that bad because I normally uh, wouldn't watch. It was catchy. It was I don't catchy know. Enough. It's catchy enough, like you said. I don't think if like for some reason my Apple TV were to break and I wouldn't be able to watch it, God forbid, but I wouldn't be able to keep watching this show, I wouldn't cry. Like it'd be you, fine. You, you know that if that happened, all you need to do is call me and I would be there. Too. I know. I mean, that's the only way you're going to get him back to Canary Islands. Oh, you know that, right? Is it Apple? Right. My Apple TV's broken. Um, but but I actually think Parker Posey for me was the strong point. I, uh, I, I absolutely yeah. I agree hundred yeah. percent. The moment she and comes on screen, to keep watching. Yeah, I like her as a villain. She's, she's like, clearly the she she's clearly the best actress of the bunch, and exactly. she does it in a way that is so grating, but it's just so grating. Yeah, I mean, like so she doesn't if you're not a fan of her. It's tough. Um, I would like to say that when watching the first episode. There were several occasions during which Vlad and I looked at each other and just groaned and were like, let's just turn it off. And then I was like, no, I got to watch to the end. We're going to talk about it. I have to finish it. It was painful. He said he was actively rooting for them all to just die. Oh, no, not even that. Not even that. He kept on having problems with, like, the science of it. He's like, that's not how water freezes. Water freezes from the top down. And I'm like, you're on an alien planet. You don't know how the water freezes. But it did remind me, like, to that end, I I like that they tried it. They should have done a better job. So, like, when you watch the movie The Martian, the amazing part is you feel like someone actually read up on all the science. That's a good point. Like, Like, they didn't even make a basic effort to be like, how does water freeze? Like, someone who barely finished high school wrote the script for the first episode, clearly. But there's um, so much less drama if it freezes from the bottom than the top. Well, yeah, but then of... you could do the cop-out of, like, you're on an alien planet, so, like, what do you know? Like, right, but, like, I do feel like, I, I, you know, I would have, I'm, you know, you guys know me. I'm the first one to trash a show, to be like, this wait, is wait, so bad. And I would say in the last, like, five minutes or so... Mm-hmm. When when you when you when you actually get the reveal because it was very confusing to us. We were like, why? Like I kept on saying to Vlad, I'm like, this makes no sense. Why would whatever authority put a family of five people on a spaceship alone somewhere into space to go to a colony? Wouldn't you be? With-? I did not get that they were on an escape pod at all. 
Yeah. Like, I had no idea. I thought, like, this was just the premise, and then they were, like, going to the colony and got lost. And I'm like, this is a terrible plan. Of course people are going to get lost. Then at the very end... <laughs> I, mean, I actually kept saying to myself, these are the worst parents ever. <laughs> I know, right? And then at the very end, um, when you kind of get the reveal of, like, what actually happened, what, what Vlad commented on, and this is, you know, a spoiler of the first episode, but I think at this point we've already ruined it for anyone who's planning on seeing it, is that, um, you know, you see, like, the, the alien robots attacking the spaceship, but then we have our alien robot on the planet who's befriended Will, Will, Will Robinson, that's like, oh, it's um, it's an Iron Giant story, which kind of makes it. And then I was like, oh, this this might be interesting if it's an Iron Giant well, sort of the, situation. Right, and I do feel like knowing the original story, which is like super cheesy, and then the Matt LeBlanc movie, which is award winning. I love how everyone. So, I love how that movie has uh, Oscar winners William Hurt and it's Gary ridiculous. Oldman, and everybody it's calls ridiculous. it the Joey from Friends version. Yeah, right. I recognize Mimi Rogers from early 1990 Playboy magazines, but you know. <laughs> <laughs> so, so what I'm saying is that, like, um, the I when when the whole robot thing was developing, I was like, oh, you have to be intrigued because they t- they did a, like a, a more interesting take on the fact that Will was going to have like a robot as his friend, more of like an Iron Giant kind of thing. And then as the sl- story is slowly getting revealed, it's, it is a bit more interesting. And then you have a villain who's Parker Posey, which I thought was like, okay, you had me there. And it was enough for, to have me keep watching, which right. means it can't be that bad. Well, I was if it was bad, I would have just turned it first off. Episode because clearly she's not even supposed to be on that ship because she doesn't have an escape pod. So I'm like, oh. Yeah. This is no, getting no, no, interesting. No. So, and as the, oh, sorry, go ahead. No, I, I just want to say that so all of this conversation is making me want to keep watching the show. The the first, I don't like origin stories. The longest origin story ever. I kept I kept messaging Becky, being like, I don't think I can get through this. And Becky said to me over and over and over again, she goes, Look, just if you're really having a problem, skip to the last 15 minutes. That's mm-hmm. all you need to see to like the show. And so I, I'm like, No. I'm committed to this. I want to see everything. And then the last 15 minutes with the reveal with the robots, with the Parker Posey stealing the jacket, with the kid and the robot and the fire, like they're in the Jungle Book. Mm-hmm. All of that, I was like, this is really intriguing, and I would like to know what happens. Mm-hmm. But now that I've heard Josh's review, I'm like, oh, I guess I don't have to keep watching. Well, it does get better. Okay, <laughs> I'll give you Josh. the good parts. I'll, well, I'll give you right. what I like about it. I'm happy to get this one up. So... Uh, they introduced. Did they introduce like the um, the like Han Solo pilot type character in the first episode? I can't. No, remember. I think that. Uh, no, no, I think they did. Isn't Spanish it Spanish or not? Spanish. Yeah, no, it's him and his girlfriend. Oh, yeah. oh, right, 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 right. When Parker Posey's with. Yeah, so like he beca- mm-hmm. like they introduce him and he's a fun character. Then they introduce all these other characters that are annoying. But there is like some fun character stuff, and also like, it had like the little boy is kind of you know. Um, like baby Anakin Skywalker, fun to root for a little bit. Okay, cool. All right. So well, like, there, there's a reason. Like, like Lily said, like it's catchy enough to keep watching it. Yeah. Um, okay. And then there are some things where you're just like, really, really. But right. you know, so <laughs> they're trying our, to do a ten episode show. So to our dear friend of the podcast, Gato, thank you for recommending it. Uh, I'm gonna keep. I'm gonna keep watching it. Um, uh, you, you, even if I'm, I was skeptical at first. 
there's no. I'm. I'm gonna tell you. I am definitely gonna watch episode two. I liked the ending of episode one enough to at least give episode two. I think I'm gonna keep watching it too. Mm -hmm. And they give you the flashbacks. You understand what happens. They introduce this whole element of the show, like why they're all there and how it happens. Yeah, I like the flashbacks. Yeah, the flashbacks in the first half of the first episode were. I'm just like, oh, this is why this family has issues. I'm like, oh, I could have figured that on my own. And then suddenly, when they're actually doing things about why they're lost in space, I was far more interested. I have a question though. Is the robot you you guys? So you guys, if you is the there's a robot that the reason they have to escape. You guys all know. I'm not gonna ruin it. Yeah, spoiler right? alert. Yeah, yeah. The robot. There's a well. There is a robot zapping people. Is it the same? But robot? that's not the same robot. Is that the same no, robot? No, it's the same species of robot. Same species. It's the same okay. species of robot. That's why it's an Iron Giant story. Okay, like no, I just wanted to make or, sure. Are Transformers situation? The Transformers. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. So moving on. Josh and I have been waiting 18 years. For this Has season. it been that long? I think 18 so. years, Becky. That makes oh me feel so old. Since we went to the showing of Super Troopers without having any idea. Which you've already was. discussed on this yeah. podcast. And we laughed so hard we went back the next night. So then, flash forward <laughs> 18 years. That, that is true. We went back three times in the first week because once we had to bring Raffi too. Oh, yeah. We had to. And, and just watching other people crack up at the different points. So they've made, you know, the Brooklyn Lizard guys are brilliant, but the movies have had a checkered, have had checkered results, with Beer Fest being a standout in the group. And so here comes Super Troopers 2, and we really, really want it to be good, but look, it's been a rough year for sequels. For me in particular, we all have tracked my Last Jedi reaction and subsequent therapy. So mm-hmm. we go in to see Super Troopers 2, and... I text Josh to say that we're... Oh, wait, so wait. Follow this. As you're going into Super Troopers 2, they're handing out posters with facsimile signatures of all the guys from Broken Lizard. And so, Allie's like, please don't take any more posters. Please don't take any more posters. And I say... <laughs> Daniel said the same thing. And, and I say, no, i got to get one for Josh. And so, of course, they, I was like... And, and I'm talking to the guy saying, like, can I take them now? Should I take them afterwards? He goes... It was really, man. Nobody wants these. They'll be here when they're like, no, no, Which was no. the thought that I had is I had two giant posters on my lap in the yeah. theater. So oh. I said, you know what? You, I, I should you just guys are so adorable. So Your I marriage said, is so solid. I, should, I love I it. I said, I should take it right now. And he gives me five. And so Alice like, <laughs> so we, we sit down in the theater and I snap a picture of the poster and I send it to Josh and he writes back and goes, I just got the same thing for you. Wait, did you guys plan to go see it at the exact same time? No. We had yeah. earlier in the week discussed that, like, what movies each of us were going to, but Josh hadn't made up his mind what he was going to go see. So it turned out we were simultaneously seeing the movie at the same time, but in different cities with our wives. Now, our wives have had to endure being married to guys who grew up in Canada for many, many years. I had no idea going into this movie because I did not want any expectations raised how much of this movie would rely on very deep Canadian humor. Not, like the usual A and sorry stuff, which they do do. But, like, there's a whole other level of understanding what it's like to grow up on a border, a border between the United States and Canada that they've read into this movie that is so Wait, funny. are you saying, like, you guys, like, your wives being American maybe didn't pick up on that? No, no, they did. Well, at least Allie did. Allie said she was... No, Danielle laughed her tail off the whole time. They, Allie turned to me and she said, this movie was objectively funny, then I feel like the 13 years we've been together has been preparing me for the moment of watching this movie. <laughs> and she said, I also love the fact that it feels like a bunch of guys got together and made a movie and just sat and thought, 
how can we make this perfect for Shy and Josh? Oh, that's <laughs> awesome. It, I mean, this is a lot of pressure. Like, you could easily have this the sequel not be good. Oh my god, these guys so over delivered. Wow. And I'm gonna tell you, the first that's five huge. minutes of this movie, I was sitting in the first five minutes, and I'm like, oh my god, this is a train wreck. Yeah, the first five really, minutes. They did the this. first five minutes is kind of like it's like the beginning of a roller coaster ride when you're like, okay, well, it's nice to see them again. All right, well, at least I got on the ride, you know. And, and I was like, oh, did they put these guys in it? Just to make everybody else like it now that didn't grow up with it. Oh yeah, because they threw they threw in some funny cameos. Stiff, the yeah, there's stifflers in it. Yeah, um, but then they they take you exactly where you want to go, and the Mounties are hilarious. My only complaint about the Mounties, who are awesome, including Tyler Levine, who I absolutely love, um, the actor. The only issue I had with it is that they play French-Canadian Mounties, and I'm pretty sure, although I don't know 100%, they didn't get French-Canadian actors to play the French-Canadian Mounties. They got Canadian I wish actors. they would have. I wish they would have, because there are a lot of really funny French-Canadians out there. This is true. And mm-hmm. I think that, while the, I love the actors who are in it, and they did a great job, there are times where they're doing the accents and stuff, that I'm like, well, why couldn't you just gotten a funny French-Canadian? Um, but, that being said... Will Sasso, who plays one of them, was absolutely hilarious. There's the scene where they talk about... You know how last week we talked about not remembering a particular actor in the movie? Sure. There's a scene where they do a bit about not remembering a particular actor in the movie. Oh, really? absolutely (laughs) hilarious. It is. There's a bit about Danny DeVito. (laughs) Did you hear the backstory? The backstory is amazing. No, I didn't, I didn't hear the backstory. So there's a couple backstories that I don't know if you guys have heard. So there's like a Fred Savage running joke, and there's a Danny DeVito joke. So Danny DeVito apparently produced, or was a producer, on the original Super Troopers. Really? And, and Jay Kandershkar apparently ran into Danny DeVito and was like, hey, you know, I'm the guy from Super Troopers. And I was like, oh yeah, I mean to see that movie one day. And he was so pissed <laughs> that for 18 years he's harbored this resentment and built a running bit about Danny DeVito into Super Troopers 2. That is really right. Because he had produced it, but then never saw it, you think? And he was just like, sort of like, ah, I don't get, like, you're small, you know what I mean? Like, you're small potatoes type thing. It was awesome. Um, and can, can I, ask, like, ask a question. I remember being, like, the younger sister and getting the, having the privilege of watching this movie with both of you multiple times. And... Just peeing in your, my pants, funny. Did other is this movie as funny to other people, or is it just mm. us? I will say every uh, single person in the theater was dying. It was the I, like the couldn't hardest, breathe laughing. It was the hardest laughing I've been in the theater because I don't think anyone showed up but to see they, that movie. Yes. Oh, okay, you're saying that they must right, have right, right. The people who are going to see it. Yeah. I mean, there was a whole bunch of dudes that brought their wives that were like, "What the hell is this?" and they were laughing too. Yeah, because okay. it wasn't old. It wasn't. I mean, they they brought back old jokes in a genius way that sort of like made them funny and fresh. But the just the overall new jokes in the movie, I think, were refined over such a long period of time that they just killed it. And and to their and to their credit, this was not like it wasn't just like an accident. Like Jay Chandrasekhar, who has you know turned out over time, he's directed tons of television. So many of the shows that we love, including the Goldbergs, for example. Um, are, are shows that he's um, directed, and you know he's oh, done a bunch really? of he's done a bunch of features. Yeah, yeah he's a he's, really he's accomplished a TV stuff. and yeah. comedy director. He's, really he's done over a hundred TV episodes or something. It's mm-hmm. crazy. Yeah, and 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 those guys they've been doing you know they've been in tons of movies and they've been writing a ton. 
But, you know, you never know. Are they going to come and, like, goof off on a sequel and cash in? But what I understand is that they crafted, like, each joke in that, like, artistic, in that, like, truly artistic way, the way people who write comedy really know how to build something up and have it pay off later and that in an intricate way because they really wanted to deliver on this movie. And I got to say, I didn't expect, not that I didn't expect it, I went in with medium expectations and it blew me away. In fact, I, I just wanted to riff and say, like, to me, this is how you do a sequel. You move the story forward. You don't, you know, throw out everything from the previous uh, movie out of convenience, right? Like, they mm-hmm. could have, like, for example, and this is not really a spoiler, but Foster, who's one of the cops, um, has a uh, girlfriend in the previous film. They didn't need to bring that actress back, right? They, you know, mm-hmm. you know, they didn't need to bring that character back. They could have done the old like, oh, uh, she dumped me, and have a new love story for him. But you know, they had her make a small cameo just to like make sure you understood that this was connected to the story. There were a lot of little things like that that, to me, showed that they were. And, and then the jokes were very re- respectful of the fans, is the best way to describe it, but also absolutely hilarious on their own. So. I, I also feel like, I mean, A, they had 18 years to write these jokes, so I'm glad they were good. And B, I also feel like if you get Rob Lowe in your sequel, you know you mean business. Like, well, you're taking your sequel seriously. So Rob you get Lowe, that guy. Rob Lowe and Fred Savage both make cameos, and Allie looks at me and she says, how the heck did she get any of these guys in this? And I said, <clears throat> I I bet you that on the TV show Grinder, which was a show that those two did together, Jay Chandrakar must have directed that show. And it turned and out, he's friends with them. I think he directed yeah. I think he directed he, at least he did. One, one episode. And apparently apparently so this is like another Danny DeVito thing, so he asked Rob Lowe <laughs> to be in the movie. I listened How to the many podcast are there? The Ringer. <laughs> you ever listened to the podcast The Ringer? He did a whole great interview on it. So apparently he asked Rob Lowe to be in the movie, and Fred Savage is like, what the hell, are you going to put me in the movie? And they wrote him into the movie. <laughs> That's really <laughs> funny. In a very, very funny way. In so a anyway, really funny way. So anyways, Super Troopers was a really special, funny experience. People should see that movie. It's really I cannot wait to see it again. So yeah, good. I can't. I, that is, that's a movie I'm psyched about no, the DVD and watch it over and over. I can't wait to see it with both of you. How, I need to, like, for my, like, you know, to relive my childhood, see this movie with both of you at some point. It will be done. Well, Josh, we're going on vacation in the summer to uh, North Carolina. You're coming, right? Yeah. As per just, tradition, you go on all of our family vacations. Uh, sometimes I stop by on vacations, you know. Yeah, yeah, the house is big enough. We have, uh, <laughs> like we have an extra in. bedroom for you guys. We actually have been... Okay, this is a totally separate non-podcast <laughs> conversation. Okay, well, all right. Well, yes, but your family is definitely one of the families that here, along with Becky's in-laws, has been on vacation with us the most out of any uh, non-immediately related people. As long as I can see this movie with both of you at some point, I'm down. Yeah. I'm just it can be done. It'll, it'll be worth it. Um, can I just make one last point about this movie? Uh, Emmanuel Shrieky is just annoying. Oh, really? I oh. just, I love her. Uh, to me, she uh, was like, before there was Gal Gadot, Yes, because she's like, like someone ult- that we went to school with, but come on. No, no, no. Before there was Gal... Yeah, right, I agree like, with Josh. Like, everyone's in love with Gal Gadot. And, but if you're, like, a Jewish guy and you have this, like, famous Israeli woman, she's on, like, an even more special level. Emmanuel Shrieky is sort of like the local Montreal version of that. Before there was Gal Gadot, there was Emmanuel Shrieky. Ugh, but that she is had, a like, generous comparison. Very generous. And her character was, like, even on Entourage, like, come on. Yeah. And Eric was annoying on Entourage. No, their, her character on Entourage, that wasn't her fault. That was because the show was no, like, but I agree with Josh. I don't know, Emmanuel. Look, call me. We love you, but you know. 
<laughs> the but, accents in this movie was terrible. Anyway. Well, that, yeah, the accent was a little bit... Again, they had characters that were supposed to be French-Canadian that I feel like they could have actually got French-Canadians to play, but I don't know. She's, I love her. She can do whatever she wants. She can be whatever movie. I hope to see her in more things. Um, all right, cool. So what are uh, people watching these days? Um, uh, I'll start off and say that last, last episode, Steph talked excessively positively about the Paddington series. And we checked in with my wife, who, took, <laughs> who, who went to see Paddington with my kids. And here are the words she used to describe it. It makes light of mass incarceration. Paddington spends most of the movie in jail. And Hugh Grant is really creepy. So that's Allie's review of the Paddington series. Um, that is a shocking difference from, from what Steph had said. So I thought just that whole... It, like conflict was hilarious. Uh, I'll my review of that movie is harmless. Oh, okay. Not, not making light of prison life. I didn't have a social justice eye when I was watching <laughs> Paddington. <laughs> so okay. It's good to know where uh, Allie stands. I'll, I'll add that I, I started the Get Shorty show on Becky's um, mm-hmm. advice, and you know it's just like nice candy. I love seeing Chris O'Dowd. It's not. It's really right? not the same as the as the original, but it doesn't mm-hmm. matter. It's, it's fun. It's well acted. Um, taking a little bit of time for me to get into it, but I've been putting it on a lot of, of like before bed every night and watching like each episode in five minute increments, and I'm super happy with that. Um, and I saw Avengers: Infinity War, which is terrific, and I won't say anything else about it. But I will say, while I think it's terrific, and I'm psyched to talk about this with Josh, Lily, yeah. you will hate this movie. It no, is, I'm done. I'm done. I'm not. Super, I'm done. Lily and I retired from superhero. Movies. I retired. We're retired. We're but, done. Like I'm we definitely retired from all the Avengers movies. But, I will see Chris Evans in anything if he has a solo project, but I'm not guaranteeing. And I'll do a Guardians of the Galaxy, but they really have no, to. No, no, no. I will literally never do a I'll Guardians, Guardians of the Galaxy one after that last piece the, la- the second one was a, a giant steaming pile of crap. I will give them <laughs> no. more chance, but I would am you, done I with feel like Not only will yeah. I not give them a chance, they've used up everyone else's chances with how bad that was. I, I will say, uh, Lily, I, I want you to watch Infinity War just so you can come on and write down questions and ask me oh. on the podcast. So <laughs> just... So just that will be worth like, it. All the but reviews you're not going to see Black Panther. All the reviews are making such a big deal that they, like, mixed and matched the teams. Then people have to get to know new teams. It's like, who gives a crap? Well, so that's like the history oh of comic books when they run into things to do. They do crossovers. It's yeah. like an interpersonal group. I don't know. I can't deal with it. It's, who cares? No, you see, for a comic book fan, it's the equivalent of having... Like one of your favorite guitar players get on stage with another band that you love and jam with them. That's the best way to describe it. And they. I don't and, mind them all being in the movie together. The stories are horrendous, though. So that's the part I want like, you to ask the me movies questions are about. So bad. Infinity Wars is never going to end. <laughs> I was like, I, I, when I saw that, I was like, they put Infinity in the title. You're making me want to watch this. Not at all. Like this is never ending. It's never it's so bad. And, then, and last but not least, last time Josh was on, we talked about a Han Solo trailer and uh, the first one. And now we've had this longer trailer, the one that starts with the acoustic guitar that everybody's raving about. Everyone's like, they've never used Seriously? acoustic guitar. I don't think I bothered to watch it. People, people say they've never used acoustic guitar in a Star Wars trailer before. <laughs> is that a thing? <laughs> So that I was, guess it's a thing. I read really that. I was like, is that a, is something we should be caring about in 2018? <laughs> yeah. 
Um, They've never used sunglasses in a Star Wars trailer before. <laughs> because I don't know. I don't remember exactly, but I'm pretty sure everybody wore sunglasses in that trailer. Can we agree that based so on the preview, they did, not, they did not get Alden Echen writing uh, enough acting lessons? <laughs> I'm a driver. I'm a flyer. It, that's yeah. terrible. Come on. And I'm pretty sure he's wearing shades. He's wearing shades. Even more Donald Glover. Yeah, I just think mm-hmm. I will, they should have just made the Lando movie and not the I Solo. I will say, movie. having now seen the trailer a bunch of times, there's a moment where you see Chewbacca hug another. That rookie. is the old. Yeah. Oh, they gave away like the best, arguably the what's going to be the best joke in the movie in that preview, and it annoyed the hell out of me. Oh yeah, about the age. Yeah, that was pretty. The funny. age, but that was funny. But like, come on. That, yeah. Don't that save was... it for the movie. Yeah. <laughs> That's my yeah. That was my complaint about that. No. All right, we all sound like a bunch of curmudgeons. What's next? Um, well, no, what are you guys watching? Oh, I can like, um, only watch one thing at a time. So. <laughs> Apparently lost, lost in space. space. Lost in space, it. all right. Lost in space. Becky? Well, I showed Vlad the Detroiters, which, as you know from last episode, I loved and Shy loves. Oh, Josh, um, you have to watch this one episode of this show called The Third Floor. Only certain episodes. The, third the Detroiters? Floor. Yeah, just watch it on Comedy Central. You can stream it. The, the, the Detroiters. It's not on... Um, and, right. I, and I suffered from, from a case of what I now call expectations. You know, some... some, some I didn't really calibrate my, my expectation for showing this can to Vlad. Can you spell it, though? Can you spell it just to make sure people understand what you're saying there? Expectations? EP dash spectation, as in an expectation, but specifically geared towards an episode wherein we have. That? Yeah, no, it's, it's trademark. Going in the glossary. Um, everything in the glossary is trademark. So I have a certain expectation specifically geared towards an episode. In this case, I my I I'm showing him something that I like, but it's still new to me. So I'm spending the episode watching him watching the show, <laughs> hoping he's gonna like it as much as I do, oh, that's and so not laughing. Oh, and as every true. minute passes, and as every joke is told, I keep on having I keep on pausing it, going, "But did you get the joke? Do you want me to explain the joke? Should we switch?" And I switched episodes at one point because I was so insecure that's about. That's how you it. know it's going bad. Yeah, it was it was not it was not a good experience. Um, so I think I need to, you know, recalibrate the the expectation and and try again uh, with a, with an episode I've vetted. We um, have a lot of that problem in my marriage. Danielle has a lot of expectations. Uh, <laughs> it's it, it always this is the funniest thing ever. I'm like, really? <laughs> not the other way around. You aren't like this is the best show about uh, people being lost on a think- foreign planet. <laughs> Ever. I'm like Danielle. Where ice freezes backwards. Has a 99% chance of not finishing. <laughs> <laughs> um, so anyway, so that's that's what I've been watching. Um, I can't think if I watched anything else. Nope, that's about it. Some Detroiters. Oh, you know what? Shai, you mentioned this once ages ago. How there's a problem. There's problems we have with certain shows, which is that we just never know when they're coming back on. So it's like I haven't watched Brooklyn Nine Nine in a while, and I was like, oh, oh, I so wonder. Good. That's my comfort literally, show. Literally, there's like ten new episodes that I haven't seen, so I've actually been catching up on that. And there's just like That's a, a great point. Episode. They are so good. So I'm episodes. loving. I've been loving. That's a that. show I definitely um, dish out very slowly. Like I don't like I, I save it. I mm-hmm. love that show. Us too. Totally, because that's a show I'm afraid that like uh, I'm I'm afraid that will go away at some point because Fox is the strangest yeah. thing with schedule. And so, like, I never know when it's going to be on. 
Uh, but it's so consistently awesome, and the characters are so funny. Um, but I meant to, I wrote, apparently I wrote down a note, and I forgot to read it, that um, I meant to say that Shy Chuck is growing on me. Oh, okay. Because it has really, like, I still can't figure out why the two of you watched, uh, like, I don't, I, I guess, It was I the know. original Tracy. This podcast is very revealing. It was the original Tracy. <laughs> Um, but, but it was, yeah. But, um, I will say that the, the soundtrack is so good. <laughs> like, the last episode I watched, there was an eel song. Oh, dude. I mean, in the second, mm-hmm. the second season, the, the second season in particular, into- the second season has probably my favorite music moment in a TV show ever. And oh, it's in the it. first episode of the second season. I actually rewatched it recently. It's very. It's not like that big of a deal. It's not like some epic, epic scene. But it's this song um, called "The Twist" by Frightened Rabbit appears towards the latter half of the first episode of the second season, and that moment's just stuck in my head ever since. Ever since, and I loved it. I immediately loved the song. I loved the moment. I loved the way they put that whole thing together. And then they used that uh, another song by that band later in the show in a really cool scene. That's a mix of sort of like tenderness and suspense and then also the final song scene of the show is sort of beloved by the fans um so music is a big part of that show there's also yeah, so great... i'm i'm enjoying it um it's kind of like it's finally getting a little bit more like teasing out the like story behind just like the missions which you know i'm like they're fun but i don't need to watch this but i'm finally at the point that you know i can like get more into the story if you will um, I also uh, want to give a quick shout out to the to the JV Club show. You just tweeted me to listen to that episode and the um, episode with um, Alia Shawkat and Laia Costa, mm-hmm. who I know Laia Costa is like a Spanish actress. And she's oh, wow, cool! And um, and yeah, and I, I was highly enjoying. Thank you for that rec for that podcast. Listen, that was a great. That was a great podcast. Beck, uh, any any uh, recommendations? No. Shout out. Any recommendation? Uh, recommendations? Yeah. Uh, shout out to cousin Vanessa. Um, you know, went over to her house yesterday. Had some cheese board pizza. It was a great time. Thanks for the pizza, cousin Vanessa. And it's all shout out to you. Cool. All right. What would the show be without a shout out to her? Josh, Mm -hmm. any shout outs? Uh, no shout outs, but I'll give you guys my quick recommendations because I think they're worth checking out. Um, we started Atlanta. Which oh, is really oh, that's just great. Now there's two amazing things about it. So one is good characters, really like Donald Glover. The show's good, but it's also a half hour show. Mm-hmm. Very consumable. There's very few, yeah. Like wow, so, I feel like I feel like yeah, half, half hours. Hour. I like talked about that like a year and a half ago. And, well, I'm late to the party, but Jessica but Jones season two, uh, decent, but wish they had a villain. And we watched I Tanya last night, which was Margot Robbie was awesome in that. Right? Half hour too long, but she was she oh, crushed. No, that. we we talked about it last week. We gushed. All three of us saw it separately, and I love. I could rewatch that movie. I love that movie. Yeah, fair enough. I clearly am one episode behind. <laughs> so <laughs> those episodes, and I'm watching The Runaways on Hulu, but I don't know if anyone has Hulu. That's I do. I, we we tricked our mom into ordering it, so all of us have access to it right now. So I'm gonna <laughs> pick that up because I love the comic book series. I'm glad, I'm glad to hear that you like it, because I love it. It, it. it is quite good. And I'll give a shout-out to my wife, because she finally heard my personal version of the car rolling story, which none of it is really her fault. It's kind of just all my fault. So, <laughs> <there you> go, <laughs> Danielle. <laughs> 
Um, so I will give a shout out to sundogsfire.com, Lindsay, uh, who's also known as AfrosXII, and RongXGen, my two buddies and two amazing artists who have put me in the featured, uh, as the featured artist on their website. And I actually just completed a cool little piece of art mashup of, of things um, that I talk about with them that I think is going to be a, an item soon on the store. So that's really cool. People should continue to check them out. Uh, and I'd also like to give a shout out to the folks online known as the Rush Family, hashtag Rush Family. I am currently in Toronto right now for a meetup with uh, some huge, amazing, wonderful people, Rush fans, um, particularly uh, Roger West and uh, uh, Lisa Marie and her husband Ken and John from Hamilton. Uh, just super folks. We've been seeing the sites, talking a lot about the band Rush. We went to a Blue Jays game earlier today. We hit a record store. I'm gonna go meet up with them soon. And just lovely people. It's been. It's they're the first folks who, when I started doing social media and art online, who really embraced the work that I was doing. But through it, I've met a whole bunch of really cool friends, and it's really nice to meet up with them here. So sending lots of love to them. And then finally, one one last time, I think I'm gonna send. I'm gonna send. Uh, love to the ghost sweeters and all the folks who uh, watch Ash vs. Evil Dead. I watched the finale when it launched on the app last night when I couldn't sleep, and it was just an awesome finale. Josh, you know how much since we rented Army of Darkness in the 90s, how much I love that series. Uh, the final episode, I think, was really, really fitting. It was uh, a really great uh, send-off, but at the same time, if they were to ever revisit it, it would be an awesome jumping-off point. At the same time, uh, if it's the last thing we ever get, hey, they did an amazing job. The cast and the crew, they're terrific. Um, uh, by this time, ne- by this time next week, I'll also had something hopefully pretty cool happened with uh, uh, one of the ghost tweeters something we're working on with Susan uh, Susan uh, on the ledge on Twitter, Susan Layton, who's a writer for 1428 Elm, but it, it will not have. Um, posted by the time we're recording this, so if it does, I'll mention it again. Uh, I'll mention it again in, in a bumper at the top. In any event, uh, those are my shout-outs. Uh, where can people follow you, Becky? Oh, you can follow me at everydayoat.com. Sorry, my recipe blog is everydayoat.com. Wait, what do we have up this week? We have something super delicious up this week. You have to check and see what it is, but um, there's... there I. Yeah, I actually don't know off the top of my head, but it's, it's going to be really good, whatever it is. And um, and then you can follow me on Twitter, uh, Paper BK Princess. And, and Lily, where can people follow you? Chichi K Gomez at twitter.com. That's what I was going to say on Twitter. <laughs> uh, Josh, do you want anyone to follow you, or would you rather? Uh, you can. I don't really post that much. I probably just respond more to your posts. Although I did post about live break-in dance, dance battles or break-dancing battles. Yeah, no, that got a lot of traction. I saw that. Cool. I feel like anytime you... Uh, mm-hmm. Go ahead. Oh, I was going to say, at Josh Crew is where you can follow me on Twitter. K-R-O-O. In case people don't know that's how to spell the crew. It's up in the ante for what I have to do there now. Yeah, no, it's like maybe a profile pic. Would you like, why don't you do one? You're, you're a great artist on your own right. You should draw a picture of yourself. Or use one of the cool pictures of you. One of your cool pictures. Um, okay, cool. Well, that kind of brings us to the end of the show. The theme music will kick in, and we will um, dance. 
And uh, you can follow me at Pancake Force Table on Twitter and Instagram. You can follow the, all the pancake shenanigans at PancakeForeTable.com or the podcast at FridayNightMoviePod.com. And please take a moment to leave a review or rate us uh, on iTunes or wherever you listen to podcasts. It's very helpful for us in terms of getting searched and found by new listeners. And it's a free way to support any podcast that you like. So if you don't like us, go do it for another one that you listen to. Because odds are, if you're listening to us, you probably listen to other ones. If you don't like us, don't give us a review then. (laughs) Yeah, don't get (laughs) Lily's insistent that don't go through the trouble of giving a review if you. you No, only good reviews. And I believe you could leave a review and listen later. So (laughs) that's how I feel about that. So you're saying that the message we're giving people to who are listening. And leaving a review is you don't have to listen to the pot like right. to your so you can you're just leave leaving a, a message to people who have not even listened to what you're saying. Yes, but I, I say that on Twitter all the time, so everybody knows <laughs> my stance. That seems fair. All right, well, all have right. a great week, guys. Sorry for the technical difficulties. Thank you. Glad this all. Worked.